Welcome to God's Story, the narrative adaptation of the Bible. This week's final chapter covers the books of 1 John and Revelation. Chapter 41, The End Nero's reign had long passed, as had the reigns of Galba, Otho, Vitellus, Vespasian, and Titus. Domitian now bore the title of Caesar, and it is believed that rather than have the aged apostle John executed, he exiled him to the island of Patmos, off the coast of Asia Minor. Like Peter and Paul before him, John wrote to the followers of Jesus, making sure that the church would be strengthened in spite of his exile. Let me tell you about Jesus, he wrote, who has existed since before time, whose story brings life, and who I have seen and heard and touched. I'm telling you so that you can share in the eternal life he has brought to us. With God there is no darkness, only light. If we claim to follow but still walk in darkness, we are liars. But if we walk in the light, we are purified from our sin by the blood of Jesus. This is how we know we are walking in the light. We live like Jesus lived. If we claim we have no sin, we are liars. We must confess our sins, knowing that God will forgive us and purify our hearts. I do not want you to sin, but when you do, know that Jesus advocates for us and atones for our sins and the sins of the whole world. Do not love the things of this world, the things we see with our eyes and desire in our bones. These things pass away. But if you obey God, you will live forever. In fact, this is how we show God love, by obeying. This submission is not burdensome, but leads to victory over the struggles of the world. Think about how much God loves you. Because you have been bought by the blood of Jesus, you get to be called children of God. You have the Holy Spirit and you know the truth. Whoever denies that Jesus is our Savior is a liar, denying both God the Father and God the Son. You can't have one without the other. Make sure that the story of Jesus you first heard stays with you always and you will have eternal life. Be careful because there are people who have come and still more who will come who desire to lead you astray. Love each other. Don't be like Cain who murdered his own brother out of jealousy. We have passed from death to life because we love each other. Anyone who hates his brother or sister is a murderer. How do we know what love is? God sent his one and only son, Jesus, who laid down his life for us. We ought to do the same for our brothers and sisters. If you have more than you need and you see someone else struggling to get by and you don't help them, how can you say you have God's love in you? Don't just love each other with words, but with actions. Love each other because, God, because love is from God and everyone who loves others knows God. You cannot know God if you don't know love. How do we know what love is? We are able to love because God first loved us. Love does not fear. In fact, love drives fear out of us. You can have confidence when you approach God. Know that when you are following the will of God, whatever you ask will be heard and you will receive it. 
I have much more that I want to say to you, but I do not want to use parchment and ink. Instead, I hope to visit and talk with you face to face. Peace to you. Greet all of my friends by name for me. John. After this, John wrote one final letter, but this one was different from any that had ever preceded it. God showed him mysterious visions with sometimes bewildering images. It described things that were, things that are, and some things that have not yet come to pass. This is what he saw. Read the words of this prophecy, which were shown to me by an angel. Hear them, take them to heart, and you will be blessed. As you know, I have been exiled here on Patmos for sharing the story of Jesus. One Sabbath day, I felt the presence of the Holy Spirit, which sounded like a loud trumpet call behind me. It said, write down what you see and send it to the churches in Asia Minor. When I turned to look at who was speaking to me, I saw seven golden lampstands and someone who had the appearance of a man. He was wearing a robe and a golden sash. His hair was as white as wool or snow. His face was like the sun. His eyes were like a blazing fire. His feet glowed like molten bronze. His voice sounded like a rushing river, and the words he used cut like a sword. He held seven stars in his right hand. When I saw him, I fell to the ground and was still like the dead. But he touched me and said, Do not be afraid. I am the first and the last. I was dead and now I am alive forever. I hold the keys to the afterlife. Let me explain the seven lampstands and seven stars. They are the churches to whom you will describe this vision. I will give you words to admonish or encourage each of them according to their needs. And in that moment, I knew I was speaking with Jesus. After this, I saw an opening which led to heaven. The voice of the Holy Spirit said, Come and see. I went to the throne room and saw God, who also had the appearance of a man, but was like a precious stone. His throne was encircled by a shining rainbow on a sea of clear crystals and flashed with lightning and rumbled with thunder. Around his throne were twenty-four smaller thrones, where twenty-four elders sat, dressed in white with gold crowns. I also saw four creatures, each covered with eyes all over, and six wings. The first was like a lion, the second an ox, the third had the face of a man, the fourth looked like an eagle. Ceaselessly they called out, Holy, 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 almighty God, the King who was and is and is yet to come. The twenty-four elders are also worshiping God, laying their crowns at his throne and saying, You are worthy, our God and King, to receive glory, honor, and power, for you have created all things. Then I saw that the one who sits on the throne was holding a scroll in his right hand. It had writing on both sides and had seven seals. 
I heard an angel call out, Who is worthy to break these seals and open this scroll? But no one in heaven or earth or any who had died were worthy. And the thought of this made me weep. But one of the elders said to me, Don't weep. See the lion of Judah, the root of Jesse has triumphed. Then I saw Jesus as a lamb that looked like it had been killed. He was standing on the throne of God. He took the scrolls from the hand of God and the creatures and elders fell down before him in worship. Each elder and creature had a harp and a bowl of incense, the prayers of humanity, and sang to the lamb, you are worthy to take this scroll and open the seals because by your blood you purchased people from every tribe and language and nation and presented them to God as a kingdom of priests who will reign over the earth. Then I saw angels, millions of angels, encircling God's throne, saying, The Lamb who was slain is worthy to receive power, wealth, wisdom, strength, honor, glory, and praise. Then I heard every creature in heaven, on earth, on the land, sea, and sky say to God who sits on the throne and the Lamb, be praise and honor and glory and power forever. I looked at the earth and watched as the Lamb opened the first seal. One of the four creatures said with a voice like thunder, come. I looked and saw a white horse whose rider wore a crown and held a bow and rode out like a conqueror. When the lamb opened the second seal, one of the four creatures again said, Come, and when I look, I saw another horse, this time fiery red. Its rider wielded a large sword and had the power to take peace away from the earth and cause people to kill each other. The same thing happened on the third seal, this time producing a black horse whose rider held a pair of scales. With the fourth seal appeared a pale horse, and its rider was named Death, and he had the power to kill one out of four people, either by war, famine, plague, or wild animals. When the lamb opened the fifth seal, I saw the souls of those who had been killed for being devoted to God. They called out, How long, God, until you judge the people of the earth and avenge us? Each one of them was given a white robe and told to wait just a little longer until the number of those killed for following God was complete. With the sixth seal, there was a great earthquake. The sun turned black and the moon turned blood red. The stars in the sky fell to the earth. The sky rolled up like a scroll and every mountain and island was removed from its position. Then all of the powerful people of the earth, the kings, the generals, the rich, the mighty, and everyone else, both slave and free, hid in caves where they called out to the mountains to bury them so that they might escape the impending wrath of God. After this, I saw four angels at the four corners of the earth who had power over the land, sea, and the trees. A fifth angel approached them and said, Do not harm the land, sea, or trees until we place the seal of God on the foreheads of his servants. 
144,000 were given this seal, 12,000 from each of the 12 tribes of Israel. Then I saw an incalculable number of people wearing white robes and holding palm branches. They were from every nation, tribe, and language who stood before God's throne, before the Lamb, and they cried out, Salvation belongs to our God, who sits on the throne, and to the Lamb. The angels and elders and creatures who were around the throne also worshipped, saying, Praise, glory, wisdom, thanks, honor, power, and strength belong to our God forever. Then one of the elders asked me, Who are all these people? I replied, They are the ones from the great time of suffering, whose sins have been washed as white as snow by the blood of the Lamb. They are here to serve God day and night. Never again will they experience hunger, thirst, or the scorching heat of the sun, because the Lamb leads them to the springs of living water, and God will wipe every tear from their eyes. Then the seventh seal was opened, and there was silence in heaven. In this time of silence, an angel burnt offerings of incense, which mixed with the prayers of all the people and wafted to God. Then the angel took fire and hurled it to the earth, causing thunder, lightning, and an earthquake. Then seven angels, who each had a trumpet, prepared to each sound a call, warning humanity to turn away from their sins and obey God. With the first trumpet blast, the earth was blasted with fiery and blood-soaked hail, one-third of the earth, along with all the grass, was burned up. The second trumpet blast caused something like a massive fiery mountain to be thrown into the sea. One-third of the sea turned to blood. One-third of all sea creatures died, and one-third of the ships were destroyed. The third trumpet signaled a great star blazing like a torch which fell to the earth and poisoned one-third of the waters of the earth. With the fourth trumpet call, one-third of the sun, moon, and stars went dark. One-third of the day and one-third of the night had no light. Then I heard an eagle flying overhead call out, Woe to humanity because of what is still to come. When the fifth trumpet sounded, I saw the star that had fallen to the earth was given the keys to an endless abyss. When it opened, smoke issued forth and blacked out the sky. Out of the smoke, demons appeared. Their form was like locusts, but they were equipped for battle like war horses. They wore crowns of gold and had human faces, long hair, and lion's teeth. The sound of their wings was like a cavalry charge. They had poisonous barbed tails like scorpions. They did not attack the land, but tormented anyone who did not have the seal of God on their forehead for five months. They were led by the demon Abaddon, the destroyer. During those days, people will long for death, but will not find it. After this, the sixth angel let forth a trumpet blast, and hundreds of millions of mounted troops rose up. Their horses had the heads of lions, and out of their mouths came fire, smoke, and sulfur, which killed one-third of humanity. But the rest of humanity still did not repent of their idol worship, murderous ways, and other immorality. 
Then I saw another angel robed in a cloud, crowned with a rainbow, with a face like the sun, and legs like fiery pillars. In the angel's hand was a small opened scroll. The angel planted a foot on the earth and a foot in the sea and gave a shout like a lion's roar. Then the angel raised a hand to heaven and swore by eternal God, creator of all, there will be no more delay. When the seventh angel sounds the trumpet, the mystery of God, spoken of to the prophets, will be accomplished. The day will come when the Gentiles will trample my holy city for three and a half years. I will appoint two witnesses to prophesy during this time. Anyone who tries to harm them will be devoured by the fire that comes from their mouths. They will have the power to cause any type of plague to occur. When they have finished their testimony, the beast will rise out of the endless abyss and kill them. Their bodies will be put on display like Jesus was, and they will be refused burial for days. Everyone will gloat and celebrate their deaths, but then God will breathe life into them again. And everyone who sees them will be terrified. God will call them to heaven, and in that very hour, a severe earthquake will rock the city and kill 7,000 people. Then the seventh trumpet sounded, and I heard voices in heaven call out, The kingdom of earth has become the kingdom of God and the Lamb, who will reign forever. We thank you, God, for reigning in power. The time for judging the dead rewarding your servants, and destroying those who destroy the earth is here. I saw an enormous red dragon with seven crowned heads and ten horns. Its tail swept one-third of the stars from the sky, and I knew the dragon was Satan, and those stars were the angels that he had deceived in the beginning and became demons. Michael and the angels of God had fought against the dragon and its demons, but the dragon could not prevail and was hurled to the earth with its demons. Then I saw a woman clothed with the sun, with the moon under her feet, with a crown of twelve stars above her head, and I knew her to represent the people of Israel. She was pregnant and cried out in pain as she prepared to give birth. The dragon stood by the woman, hoping to devour the child as it was born. She gave birth to a son who I knew to be Jesus, and God transported him to heaven, and the woman fled to a place prepared for her by God in the wilderness. Though the dragon pursued her, it could not overtake her, and so instead sought to wage war against the rest of her offspring, those who follow God and put their trust in Jesus. Then the dragon stood on the shore of the sea as a beast with seven crowned heads and ten horns emerged. Its body was a leopard, its feet were like a bear, and its head was like a lion. The dragon gave his power and authority to the beast. The whole world was filled with wonder and worshipped the dragon and the beast, saying, Who is like the beast? Who can wage war against it? Out of the beast's mouth came boasts and slanders against God in heaven. It had the power to wage war against God's people and also over every tribe, language, and nation on the earth. And God's people had to patiently endure his rule for three and a half years. Then I saw a second beast come out of the earth. It had two horns like a ram but spoke like the dragon. 
It commanded all the earth to worship the first beast. It performed great signs, even causing fire to rain down on the earth, and the people were deceived. It ordered them to create an image of the first beast, which the second beast breathed life into so that it could speak. All who refused to worship the image of the beast were killed. It forced all people to wear the mark of the beast on their hands or foreheads. Without it, they could not buy or sell anything. Then I saw another angel flying in the air, sharing the story of Jesus with everyone on the earth. The angel said, Honor God, because judgment is here. Worship the creator of all things. A second angel followed, saying, The evil kingdom of the world, which poisoned the nations, has fallen. A third angel then appeared and said, Anyone who worships the beast and accepts its mark will drink from the cup of God's wrath. They will be tormented with burning sulfur forever. There will be no rest, no day, and no night for those who worship the beast or its image or wear its mark. I saw in heaven a glowing sea of glass surrounded by those who had not succumbed to the beast or its image or its mark. They all had harps and sang, Great are your works, God. Just are your ways, king over kings. Who would dare not honor your name? You alone are holy. All nations will come before you and worship you for your righteous acts. I also saw seven angels who carried bowls filled with the final plagues of God's wrath. They were dressed in clean, shining linen and wore golden sashes around their chests. I heard a voice from heaven say, Go and pour out the seven bowls of God's wrath on the earth. The first angel's bowl was poured on the land and caused sores to break out on everyone who worshipped the beast or carried its mark. The second bowl was poured on the seas and caused them all to turn to blood, killing everything that lived therein. The third did as the second, but was poured on the rivers and springs of the earth. Then I heard an angel say, You are just with this judgment, God. For these people have shed the blood of your people, and so now you have given them blood to drink. The fourth bowl was poured on the sun, causing it to scorch the people with its fire. The fifth was poured on the throne of the beast, and its kingdom was plunged into darkness. In those days the people cursed God because of their curses, but they would not repent. When the sixth angel poured its bowl, spirits came out of the mouth of the dragon and the beast of the earth and the beast of the sea, which gathered the kings of the world together to prepare for battle in a place called Armageddon. When the seventh bowl was poured out into the air, I heard a voice from heaven say, It is done! Followed by thunder, lightning, and an earthquake unlike any seen before. The evil city, a new Babylon, was split into three parts, and the cities of the world collapsed. Islands and mountains disappeared. Hailstones weighing a hundred pounds fell upon the land, crushing people, and the people continued to curse God. Then an angel said, This new Babylon has fallen. All the nations are drunk on its wicked wine. The kings of the earth have used it for all sorts of evil, and the merchants of the earth have grown rich from its excess. Come out of there, my people, so that you will not share in its sin and receive its plagues. Its sins are piled up to heaven. God has not forgotten them and will 
and will repay Babylon for everything it has done. All the undeserved glory and luxury will be replaced with torment, grief, famine, fire, death, and mourning. In that moment, the kings of the earth who supported this evil city will be terrified and weep and mourn its destruction, as will the merchants who will no longer be able to use it for their greedy profit. Then a mighty angel picked up a boulder and threw it into the sea and said, With this same violence, Babylon and all who dwell within will be thrown down and never seen again. I heard what sounded like the roar of an enormous crowd in heaven, shouting praise and glory to our God who has saved us. His judgments are just. He has condemned this evil city and avenged those of his people who were killed. See the smoke rise up forever. Let us celebrate for our God is king. We, the church, the bride of Jesus, are finally ready for our wedding day. The righteousness of God in us is our bright, clean linen wedding dress. Then I saw in heaven a white horse whose rider was faithful, true, and just. His eyes were like a blazing fire. He wore many crowns, and on them was written a name that no one knows but himself. He was dressed in a robe dipped in blood, and I knew he was Jesus. The armies of heaven were following him on their own white horses, dressed in fine white linen. What he speaks is as sharp as a sword that cuts through the nations. He will rule over them in power, and on his robe is written, King over kings. At Armageddon, the two beasts and the kings of the earth and their armies prepare for battle, but both beasts are immediately captured and thrown into a lake of burning sulfur. The rest were killed by the sword of the word of Jesus. Then an angel, who is the key to the abyss, came from heaven, seized the dragon, who is Satan, and bound it and locked it in the abyss for a thousand years, after which it would be released for a time. In heaven I saw thrones on which were seated everyone who had been given the authority to judge because of their faith in Jesus. Those who had died now lived again and ruled alongside Jesus for a thousand years. Suddenly, the thousand years have already passed, and the dragon is released from the abyssal prison to see if it still might repent. But no, it goes to the four corners of the earth and once again deceives the nations and prepares them again for battle. From everywhere they march and surround the city of God's people. But at that moment, fire came down from heaven and devoured them all. The dragon was thrown into the lake of burning sulfur along with the beasts, and there they will be forever. I saw God seated on the throne of heaven. All the dead of the earth stood before the throne and were judged according to whether or not their name was in the book of life. Anyone whose name was not in the book of life was thrown into the lake of burning sulfur, along with death itself. Then I saw a new heaven and a new earth, for the old ones had passed away. I saw a new Jerusalem being lowered to the earth from heaven, and I heard a voice say, Look, God's home will now be among the people, and he will live with them. They will be his people, and he will be their God. There will be no more death or sadness or pain, for the old way of things is gone. 
The city shined with the glory of God like a jewel. It had a great high wall with 12 gates named for the 12 tribes of Israel. And the walls had 12 foundations named for the first 12 apostles of Jesus. There was no temple there because we are no longer separated from God. God has become the temple. There is no sun or moon because God is the light and Jesus is the lampstand that it shines from. Its gates will never shut for there will be no night or fear. No one who comes into or goes out of the city will bring any evil with them for there will be no more sin. For the first time, we will see the face of God and his name will be written on our foreheads. The river of life will flow from the throne of God through the city and the trees of life will spring up along its banks. And God spoke saying, I have made everything new. It is done. I am Yahweh, the beginning and the end to the thirsty I freely offer the water from the spring of life. Then an angel said to me, These words are true. They are spoken by the same God who spoke to the prophets of old. You are being shown what has yet to take place. Do not keep these words from the people, for they need to be prepared for what is to come. Let everyone who hears these words draw near to Jesus in faith and receive the free gift of the water of eternal life. Never forget, we were created by God out of love and God never stops loving us. Though we have turned from our creator throughout the entirety of our existence, God had a plan to rescue us from our own sin from the beginning. That Savior is and always has been Jesus. He was prophesied to Eve after the original sin, to Abraham, his son and his grandson, to David and indeed all of the prophets throughout our history. Jesus is God who became a man, shared in the pain and joy that is our mortal existence lived a perfect life, taught us his ways, was unjustly murdered, but through this, all the sins of humanity for all time are forgiven. Then he was raised back to life by the power of God. Though he has ascended to heaven, he will return to us. Until that day, may his grace be with his people as we boldly share this story throughout the world, and call people to believe in him. Thank you so much for joining me for this final chapter of God's story. If you'd like a transcript of it or any of the, the rest of the Bible uh, adaptation, you can go to mattsgodstory.blogspot.com. That's M-A-T-T-S-G-O-D-S-S-T-O-R-Y.blogspot.com. And if you'd like to shoot me an email, you can do that at mattsgodstory at gmail.com. Thanks uh, for sticking with me uh, if you've been with me since the beginning. And if not, I, I encourage you to go back and listen to more. Um, there, may be, uh, there may be more God story uh, in the future uh, in a little bit of a different format. We'll see. But uh, for, for a while now, I'm going to be signing off and just uh, 
want to thank you for uh, sharing in this with me, and I just pray that uh, this adaptation has blessed you, and I just want to really encourage you um, to, to not leave it here. This, this um, project was always met, meant as a, as a starting point, as a way to see the whole big picture as an overview. And so I just really want you to encourage you find a translation of the Bible, a real translation of the Bible that, um, that speaks to you, that, that makes sense to you and, uh, really dig into the word. Um, but, uh, I'm glad I was able to play a part. So, uh, God bless and, uh, uh, stay safe. <laughs>